The Hard Shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Now, as alluded to earlier, it's time for our weekly relationship slot. And Stephanie uh, is on holidays, our resident relationship expert. So what better opportunity to have friend of the show, Professor Brendan Kelly, in to talk to us. He of Professor of Psychiatry at TCD and author of the new book, The Doctor Who Sat for a Year. And he's standing in in her absence. And we're going to talk about, in a moment, relationships with our pets. But before doing so, this new book, The Doctor Who Sat for a Year, what's that about? This is a book about meditation. A lot of people believe meditation and mindfulness are useful things to do, but very few people actually do them. So I thought I'd see if I could uh, meditate every day for a year for just 10 or 15 minutes each day to see was it possible to fit that into a regular busy life. And over a year, was it not much more of the same? Like if you're getting a good feeling out of it, like in May or July or October, be like it's a pretty, it sounds pretty boring, like, you know. And the amazing thing, it's not. Uh, every day was different. The thing gathered pace as, as it went along and lots of different things cropped up. And one of the things that crops up a great deal in the book is the cat, Trixie, who's one of the heroes of the meditation book. All right. Well, that that gets us straight into to to our 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 slot of the psychology of having a pet. Are there health benefits in having a pet? Because yes. I can think of fifty disadvantages. Well, there are huge benefits in have, having a pet. People who have pets tend to be happier. They tend to feel less lonely. They tend to have better immune systems. They're stronger. They tend to get more exercise and they tend to get out and about and be more socialised compared to people who don't have pets at all. So there are huge health benefits to having a pet. Right. And are there circumstances where you would uh, actively recommend at a stage in your life to have a pet? In other words... um, if you're travelling a lot and you're single and you're a millennial, it would strike me that that mightn't be great. But if you're maybe widowed or a widower uh, and you're all alone and you want some company, and then there's the issue, is a dog really a baby substitute? Okay, so there's a whole stack of issues there. Um, Obviously, some people are in a better position to have pets and it's irresponsible to get a pet if you're not going to be around in order to foster the relationship because like all relationships, it needs time and understanding and tolerance and things like this. Older adults do tend to find a lot of companionship, particularly in cats and dogs, for sure. Um, As regards the baby substitute question, I don't think it's quite that direct, but certainly having a pet fulfills a lot of nurturing needs for a lot of people. Like I see couples that don't have children and they have a dog and they mind it as if it was a child and I'm saying, yeah, definitely baby substitute. Everyone's in denial about it but that's where we're at. Well, not everyone is in denial about it. A lot of people choose not to have babies and decide to have pets instead. It's not quite right to say it's a baby substitute. It's simply an alternative path to go down. And there's nothing, I don't think there's anything at all wrong with such a choice provided people are clear about why they're doing it. And of course, pets bring bring with them a great sense of um, oneness, not just with one's pet, but with broader communities. So people who have a dog will often talk about the social aspect of walking a dog, meeting other dog owners, chatting and so forth. And similarly with a cat that wanders around uh, neighbours' houses and gardens, it can be a great talking point and help uh, bring people together in ways they did not expect. Well, well let's, let's, let's drill into that a bit. Like, we take a dog. Mm-hmm. Right? The first thing is you've got to walk it. 
Secondly, it'll leave hairs around the house and then that leads to the choice indoor or outdoor dog. And if you live in an apartment, it has to be pretty well indoor. Then you have the constant smell, it's bad breath, it's flatulence. Then you have the poo issue, uh, which is disgusting having to clean up after, which is the, of course, responsible thing to do and, and, and the obligatory thing to do. I mean, then you have the cost. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, give me a break here. I have enough problems without bringing a dog into my life. But Ivan, you have a lot of those problems with humans as well. You know, cleaning up after them, the cost, hairs everywhere. But Deirdre can dress me. The dog can't dress me, for heaven's sake. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a relationship and there's give and take. There's stuff you got to do if you're having a dog and it's quite an undertaking. I'm not a terribly big fan of dogs myself, um, but you can find very uh, biddable dogs, ones that don't shed hair. Uh, The fact of needing to walk the dog is an important part of the benefit of having a dog. And sometimes I I would recommend someone consider getting a dog in order to... uh, to get them out of the house more. A dog does rather force you out of the house because you must walk the dog. Um, But yes, there are care needs with dogs as there are with most pets, although considerably less with cats. Cats are quite a different kind of Okay, you're pushing Trixie on me the whole time. So Trixie is your, not your pooch, it's your pussy. Um, Tell me about Trixie. How long is she in your life? Um, About three and and a half years. um, Is she a a female? She's a female. Is she spayed? She is, yes. Right, what colour is she? She's uh, black with, uh, she's white with little bits of black on her. Um, so she's a kind of stray, was she? No, no, how did she come all. into this world or she, into your world? She was found by the DSPCA and we took her in. in so she was a stray? She was a stray, but no longer. She has found a home. And was, she, was she wild in the um, beginning? No, she was, a li- she was small. She was a little bit scared of us. And that building up of trust, which took some time, was a very important part of having the pet, the ability to create that kind of so trusting what, what, what relationship. So what does Trixie do for you? Well, she um, hangs around the house. The thing she's about, indoor. Yeah, she goes out as well when she wishes. Um, okay, she 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 covers both domains. And do the ever tomcats calling around like? No, she chases away pretty much any cat that right. comes. She uh, also chases away a fox that comes. So she's quite the, quite the cool customer. So, so, so tell me, are you living in urban Ireland? Yes, in right. Dublin. Right. And, and sort of, do you have a garden or where can it go? Like, can she escape? Yes, yes. She, she can, can just roam because Barbara, the other cat woman I know, Barbara Scully, uh, Diego, her cat, fled. Um, and, and she's had a lot of pro- problems with cats just leaving. Well, the, the jurisdiction. This is the marvellous thing about a relationship with a cat because if a cat stays around it's because the cat has chosen you and you're quite right to feel special. What's to do if you feed it, surely? That's, that's part of every relationship. So what would you feed uh, Trixie? Uh, would, feed, it be, would it be milk? Would you ever give her milk? No. Um, milk is apparently not so good for cats. Many of them are lactose intolerant. Um, and they do stay around for the food. Um, uh, just like a lot of humans stay with their families, essentially, for the food as well. Yeah. So there's no real difference there. But dogs always need to be you know, kept on leads and locked in and so forth, especially in the cities. So the relationship with the cat certainly feels a lot more natural because she could, any day she wishes, So when you go on holidays, home. what happens? Do you bring the cat with you? No. No, the cat goes to a cat hotel. Oh uh, my God. What yeah, we pay for the cat to go to the cat hotel. Shampoo and blow dry and the whole works. I'm no? not, not certain what goes on there, but she, she likes it a lot. How long does a cat live for? Like you're going to die. The cat is going to die before the human, most likely, or the dog. That's correct. So, I mean, like we, when the cutbacks came and bankruptcy with the crash, we had to put down Ben, our Labrador, but the, but the costs were too high. You put down a Labrador yeah, because yeah, of the big, recession. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm struggling absolutely. to believe that now. No, I absolutely. Think I mean, like it. just just economy uh, uh, rationalisation. No, no, it's I'm called. Not that. So, no, tell me about 
about um, Trixie in terms of if Trixie was to, God forbid, run under a car tomorrow, how, how in terms of bereavement, do people get too close to their pets? People get very close to their pets. I, I, you Is know. it irrational? No, no, it's not irrational. No more irrational than any other relationship. But yes, there would be a bereavement and there always is when a pet dies with the stages that tend to follow the stages of human bereavement with denial and anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And people run right through this, but um, maybe less so with other pets. A lot of people buy goldfish uh, because they will die in order to sort of teach children about death, I believe. Right. Um, oh, we had loads of golf. They like, die six at a time, Deirdre. Was, I used to call it the killing fields, the pond. Uh, there, were, there was just a mass murder of, of these things. And then uh, she went on holidays and I forgot to feed Joey. And then I had to give it to a cat because uh, Joey was dead. Um, so anyway, but I'm I've had get... lots of problems with fish, but I have actually two fish, outdoor fish, uh, at home, which I've had for about 10 years. Tell me this, what about having more than one? They breed quite quickly, cats. So. They, they do, and one has to be careful about that and responsible about that because one shouldn't be sort of um, have a cat living with you and then let, letting the cat breed and producing dozens of uh, kittens and other cats and so forth. So you need to be careful about that and be a responsible pet owner. But once you are, the rewards are huge. No, no, but the, the, the more than one, how do you feel about oh, that? Oh, more than one is a good idea, for sure. Because it's social for the cat. If you're not getting on so well with the human, the cat can play with the other cat. Or do they get jealous? No, cats are amazing. They can live entirely in parallel in the same house and hardly ever talk to each other. They can live these weird parallel lives despite being but physically not, very are close. Are they jealous for affection? Yeah, that flares up from time to time, but usually they reach some kind of agreement about what areas of the house and what a human in the would house belongs to. Would you think of getting him. another one? Yes, 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 we would. In fact, we did. We got a dog. Um, but a dog and a cat? A dog and a cat. What happened? Well, I mean, it shouldn't have taken me by surprise, but it did that they fought like cat and dog. Did literally. They? Yes. Alas, yes. And, and the, the dog had to go then? The dog had to go because Trixie was the queen. She was inside you before the dog ever appeared. So unfortunately, that didn't work out despite our best efforts. So what if now... Other members of the family don't share your devotion to your pet. In other words, that that he likes it, but she, like Deirdre, will not have a cat in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people are allergic to it. What, what can it cause a, sta- a strain in a relationship? Of course, but no more than anything else will cause a strain in a relationship, like a decision about where to go on holidays or where to move house to or what job to get. If you can't reach agreement on these things, you're not going to reach agreement about a pet. Um, and there are people who have very strong positions on liking dogs or not liking cats or what have you. It's good to be flexible and oftentimes having a pet can help a relationship rather than uh, be the source of conflict, which you seem to how, worry how, a great how, deal how, about. How, how, how would it be... <laughs> How would it? How would it be an icebreaker? I mean, like if, like I could see Deirdre would just have a fit if she had to have a cat. I mean, like I just don't see how it would help. Really. Well, maybe that's not the road to go down. Maybe a different kind of pet would assist in that relationship. Well, she insisted the dog did not come into the house, and there'd be murder if one of the kids let the dog into the house. That is a sort of agricultural thing down the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where yes, you can have the dog, but it's in kind of outside dog. You know, but, sheep dogs and that. But there are all kinds of other things like birds and snakes and um, all kinds of amph- amphibians and things like this that people get gerbils, as well. I think they're disgusting. Rats yeah, I, would, I wouldn't, wouldn't go for them either. Although they do say rats are very good oh, pets. Oh, Brendan, yeah. you've gone and spoiled it all now. I mean, for heaven's sake.
All right. Well, look, that is a little bit of psychiatry in the mental health and other benefits. Get out, walk your dog and so on. Brendan Kelly, always, always happy to row against my tide, professor of psychiatry and the author of this cracking new book, The Doctor Who Sat for a Year. Thank you, as always, for joining me. 